but one thing I'm starting to realize a lot more is maybe just my trajectory was changed a lot quicker than maybe some of my friends were back home. And maybe when I am 30 and 35 and whatever, uh, their perspectives change, or maybe they don't, but maybe just the relationship grows back again and it's better. And I can uh, kind of keep them in my life a little bit more. And so I think it's, it's giving space to people that maybe you kind of have to almost take an audit of like, how much time should I be spending with this person? Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. Another episode of a little bit of everything with me and today my guest is a young supply chain professional and a side hustler based out of Milwaukee. He went from being an athletic party junkie to a struggling team to a value-driven individual. His goal is to show that progress can be made at any stage in life. It just depends on if you want to put in the work. Welcome Tommy to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. That was kick butt. I, I like the way that you put that, um, but I'm doing well. I'm doing uh, really well. And I appreciate you having me on. Uh, well, it's cool to be able to have conversations mm-hmm. during COVID and whether those be virtual, it's still, uh, it's still very fun and, and genuine too. So, yeah, no, for sure. Thank you for coming onto the show. And I know you've done a lot of things and I'm so excited to <laughs> dig into it, but before we even get started, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, where do I begin? But uh, yeah, I'm 23 years old. I'm based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I work in supply chain and logistics uh, specifically. Um, and then I'm a big fan of side hustles, whatever that may be, whether that's photography or e-commerce, people kind of pick and choose. And I think it's great to be able just to, to build different skill sets and also have fun along the way. Um, but I also had a, an interesting upbringing um, seeing different family struggles to having a lot of my own and then kind of going back and really seeing, um, just being able to, to kind of grow through them and realize where I need to go and what I need to do next. So I'm only 23, but I sometimes feel 35 and at points that's good because I've had experience at other times, it's a little overwhelming, but, um, still really enjoying life and just having fun with it all. Wow. And the fact that you said you're 23, I'm just like, damn, (laughs) you do sound older. I'm in my Jordan year. That's what I like to call it. And then we got Kobe (laughs) year coming up and just keep naming them something. So it feels a little bit fresh every year. (laughs) That's amazing. That's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to know about this transition because I feel like when I was 23, I wish I could go back in time and kind of change things. Because when I was 23, I graduated from college as an architectural technologist. And that was tough because for myself, I have a learning disability. But when I graduated, I was just like, oh, finally, this thing's over. Now find the real job. And when I graduated, um, we had a recession here in Toronto. from Canada for those who are just tuning in for the first time. And it was tough. It was one of those things where you're like, I depended on this internship that got canceled due to the recession. You still graduate. There's still a recession. They're trying to recuperate from that, which obviously takes a while, especially in the field of construction that pretty much runs the economy for all countries. And it's like, what do you do next? And I want to know from your experience, how it was like, to in in your early years because I know during college we want to have fun but then we want to party and then once you graduate it's like how do you transition from doing that full-time job and not partying so much because you really have to think of your priorities then yeah yeah it's interesting um I think for like for me it was really um I got 
in a good and bad way. I got my party years or my fun years, whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> I got them out really early. Uh, so more during high school. So my transition from like college to more of the professional world has been really smooth because I feel like I've already sort of had that. I don't want to say mindset, but just that kind of, I guess, thought process or mindset around um, being a little bit more professional with just my daily life. And uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to have fun and, and hang out and maybe have a few drinks or whatever you want to do. But um, I think there's, it's important to also have that professionalism with it. And so for me, it was a lot of the early years in high school and kind of going into college is when I really needed to, I think I, I personally needed to have more of that professionalism, which I did not going into my freshman year. Uh, I didn't take studying seriously or classes seriously or pretty much anything seriously at that point. Um, and so I think it, for me, I just got that kind of section out of my life uh, earlier than most. Um, and so for now, I feel really good about jumping into the corporate world and I feel very prepared um, skill set wise, but also just like my personality and my confidence and everything like that, which I think a lot of people struggle with early on because it's it's a new environment and it's uh, new people and you're balancing again, like the professionalism, but then also the fun and uh, trying to build relationships in different areas. And so, yeah, for me, I got that kind of out really early on. And I think that's been a benefit. It also was probably a bad thing um, early on in my life, but we all kind of go through that, I think at some point. Yeah, we do definitely. And, you know, I start to realize when I kind of think back as you were talking, it's like, it was quite a bit of a transition, especially getting into the corporate world and well, for any job and not be besides the corporate world, you're trying to find yourself, you're trying to find that identity, you're trying to yeah be that person that you are trying to be or struggling to be or you want to be and you're trying to figure this out because you don't want to show up at a really great job that you're giving this opportunity and all of a sudden be like hey who's yeah. up for drinks friday night and it's yeah. like it's that vibe and you know a lot of you're working with different age groups you're not just working yep. with the people your age you're working with people in literally different generations if you think about it depending on the the corporation and when did you feel like I know you said earlier like you you, you left the party scene behind you were in that world was it easier for you to kind of jump into it and kind of like introduce yourself like hey my name is uh, Tommy like this is what I do like was it easy for you was it a bit hard because you're kind of like I'm the new person here yeah are you speaking more towards jumping into the corporate world or just kind of more getting out of like that party scene into more just professionalism in general more into the getting out of the party scene into the professional yeah. world yeah, it was uh, interesting because I think my transition was very uh, up and down. So I, a little bit of background, I started having fun or doing partying, whatever, um, in high school, probably uh, in the earlier years of high school. I grew up in a small town and uh, we played sports and we had, and we kind of did all this stuff. And then for me, when I kind of lost the sport aspect of uh, my identity is when I really started to realize I was kind of going down a bad path. Um, so my mom was an alcoholic and, and so we kind of have that in our, um, uh, like our genes or whatever you want to call it in our family. And after I lost having sports, I was pretty much just, my identity was then just the partier. And so being able to transition that, which one, I went down a really bad path for a little bit and kind of got in trouble. And, and that's kind of where I had a little bit of a wake up call of, I need to either change something or I'm going to end up in a really bad spot. Um, and so I don't think there was a moment where I drew the line in the sand and was like, Oh, like I'm, I'm good now. I'm, I'm more professional. I'm ready to kind of boost my confidence or whatever you need to do. Uh, it probably took me a solid probably year to really understand what I needed to change and really actually put the work in so that I felt good about what I was doing, but also got out of that scene. I think if you're deep, deep into the party scene or um, you find yourself going down a really, really bad path, uh, I think it's hard to 
as much as you might want to get out, I think sometimes it's really hard to get out because there's different things pulling you back, whether that be friends uh, that you actually love and, and really appreciate, or maybe that's just addictions that you have. Um, so I think my transition was, was probably over a full year of just trying to figure myself out and uh, kind of what my next steps were really going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, for those listening, I don't want it to take it the wrong way where you're not allowed to party, but there totally. is, a, there is a time and place. And then people, you know, depending on what type of party person you are, Absolutely. you may have to make those changes. Yeah. I did have a good time during my college years. I had a great time, <laughs> but you know, you everyone should, everyone should exactly. have fun. Exactly. Everyone should have fun. But when it comes to the professional corporate world, it's crazy the perception that they do get from you when they hear like, oh, so-and-so went to, I went to with, I went out with so-and-so and we stayed up till five and oh my God, (laughs) this person was such a wreck. And it's just the word just keeps going around. And all of a sudden you went from being this person who was very proactive and amazing and professional to like, oh, are we second guessing this person? Even though you do your work and you do more, they're still kind of second guessing you and seeing like they want to, they want to, they want to look at that moment that you have and yeah, it can get pretty messy, but we're not trying to say you can't party, but you can, you can have fun to a certain extent. (laughs) Absolutely. I think the, it's funny because a lot of times when I just talk about like my story, I think it can come off as like, drinking and partying is bad. And it's like, no, go have fun. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally for that. And I think what I need to put in perspective a lot of times is that when I was doing it, it was the really bad stuff. It was like waking up at seven, trying to find a beer that was kind of full and drinking it because not because I wanted to party, but because that was what I needed for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you, it's just realizing that partying, having fun, all for it. I live in Wisconsin. I mean, that's kind of what we're known for a little bit. Um, and right now, obviously, during COVID, we can't do tailgates, but like tailgates are a blast and like are super fun. But I think it's just being able to realize when you're probably taking it too far. And it's a little more detrimental to either your health and your life in general or potentially your professional life and how you're kind of advancing in that area. Yeah. And it's weird how everybody's watching you in a certain way. And a lot of people don't get it. And it's like, I've spoken to friends who that were younger than me, and I'm glad they've taken that advice. And, you know, even people that you've I've managed in my past. And I always tell them people are always watching you, you can be Mm -hmm. the best employee no matter what, or that best entrepreneur, but one bad, crazy mistake, that's it. It's going to carry on with you surprisingly. And then until you leave that next job, until somebody else will find you, and then that's it. It's done. It's crazy. Especially in today's world. Oh my gosh, (laughs) with social media and everything, it's crazy. Different ball game. Yes, yes, exactly. And you got to learn from that. And especially there was a story here um, at a Toronto FC game at a stadium at the, oh my gosh, it seems like I can't even talk. At a Toronto FC game, there was a fan who was behind a news anchor. And you probably see these all the time on YouTube. (laughs) And they said some vulgar words. The very next day, there was a huge headline for this person. And they looked like they were in their 30s. And all of a sudden, we hear from that company that this person works at and says, we dismissed this person, is banned from this company, and we will not tolerate this, and yada, yada, yada. And I said, wow, where is this person going to find a job now? Yeah. Yeah, with that kind of plastered on your forehead. And Mm -hmm. I think... It, it's interesting these days because it's almost like we're, we have to be perfect in a sense mm-hmm. uh, because everything is under a microscope with, again, social media. But uh, I just think with kind of how the world is today, it's a little bit more uh, judging. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think there's anything wrong. I think making mistakes is great. As weird as that sounds, I think it's a great way to learn. But in today's world, it's a little tougher too. And if you make a, a, a bigger mistake, it's it's almost kind of not game over, but it's really going to set you back. So yeah, I think it's it's about trying to have progress in your life and maybe making a few mistakes and learning from them. But 
you also got to be careful because those big ones can really get you, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And I, I could say I've experienced quite a bit and it's just like, wow, how do you, how do you really overcome that? How do you grow from that? How do you just say, let me just erase this and then start over, but then you start over and then you make that other mistake. And then it's just like, how do I talk to my inner self and say, okay, we can do this. Let's just do it. Let's focus. Let's, you know, find whatever it is that we need to release, release it out and start over. Totally. Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) Now, how can we overcome this self-image of feeling like we can't find ourselves? Because I feel like at this age, where I could say from my experience, from the studies, or some people don't even go to post-secondary school, which is fine, but jumping into this job, how can we grow what self-development stuff have you taken to grow and become that mature self that you are? Because I'm telling you, you sound very mature for your age. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I get asked this a decent amount. And I think the best answer I could honestly give is whatever works for you and whatever you need to do. And the you being whoever's listening or, um, yeah, pretty much whoever's listening. Uh, because it's all unique. Uh, what I needed to do might not be what you need to do. Uh, maybe my regimen or what I did was a little more intense because of the situation I was trying to pull myself out of. Um, or maybe you need to do a little bit more than I did because your situation and kind of maybe your self-confidence and all of that is a little bit tougher. Um, so I think for me, it was the big thing that really got me going was just one, pulling myself out of an environment that wasn't suiting me very well. Uh, It's talked about a lot, but I think association is huge. And I think it really can start there if, and it's kind of the, it's tough because it's one of the areas that is the hardest to change because maybe you love the people that you're with. And and I know I did. Um, But then you kind of got to decide whether it's, if you're going to kind of go your own path and if you're going to make things better for yourself, maybe that's not the best area to be. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think if I could give one piece of advice, it would be that of just look who's around you, uh, look who you're hanging out with and, and is it making you a better person uh, or helping you get to your goals? If it's not, then maybe you need to start to change it. If it is, then keep it. Um, And then reading was another one. I think that just for a a super tangible uh, Mm -hmm. kind of personal development thing, reading was big because for me, it opened my eyes to, studies or areas that I've never, that I never would have found. Um, like start with why by Simon Sinek um, or Sinek, however you say his last name mm-hmm. uh, was a massive book for me because I never thought about life that way. And I don't think I ever would have, if I didn't pick up that book and read. Um, and so that one I think is something we can all do a little bit better is, is dive into maybe books, but also kind of evaluate who's around you and and who you're spending your time with and what you're doing with them. And is it going to help you um, or not? And, and kind of changing from them. Yeah. I like that. You got to do that checklist as we get older, because I'm in my early thirties and a lot of people know this for those who are listening (laughs) and you got to do that checklist. You kind of like, okay, you're going to find yourself, and I, I know it sounds weird and, and it is going to sound weird. Like you're going to have to split people in different groups mm-hmm. because this is how you're going to start to realize who are going to be there for you in different situations. And it's weird because I have my friends who I've been friends with for 20 plus years and we known each other since elementary and we're still together but we don't see each other that often because everyone's on a different path of life, but we're part of a group text. So everyone's cool, not meeting up because everyone's busy, but we'll try to meet up once a year. And that's pretty much good enough for all of us, which is probably the best group of friends I ever had because they're not that needy. Right. Mm -hmm, Totally. Yeah. It's awesome. And then you're going to have those group of friends who are more of the entrepreneur side of things and they want 
to kind of discuss and share with you with different business ideas and passions that they're, that they're doing. And you're going to have those group of friends. And then you're going to have friends from work that you're going to be very attached to because you see them every single day and you have people that you trust in your, in your work family and you want to have that work relationship. And then you're going to have people that you, you're going to start meeting as you go older, if you, especially if you're going to networking events, if you met them virtually online, because now everything is literally online, we can't do any networking events. And then you have that group of people to say, hey, you know, how's that thing going? Or how's that thing that you wanted to start up? And it's crazy how as I got older, you start to find different groups of people that you're trying to connect and kind of put it to your your own lifestyle and I love having that and it's okay to have that. It's not, I'm not saying exclude everybody, but you do have to do that checklist because not many people that you've gone out to party with or people that you've really, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say anything crazy that people might assume, but um, did something bad in your, in when you were kids and then you're not going to bring those people up with you if they're still the same and they haven't changed. So unfortunately friends do change as you get older and then it really molds you to the person that you are. And I can say for everybody that's in my life, we do have a different relationship and it's amazing because you need those different people to help you, you know, in any stage of life and also with anything that you're doing. Yeah. And I think one thing that you really touched on that I've been thinking and kind of contemplating a lot lately is, everyone kind of has their own journey. Um, And you talked about how like maybe some people aren't growing or changing from when you were younger and you did something bad or did bad stuff. Uh, But one thing I'm starting to realize a lot more is maybe just my trajectory was changed a lot quicker than maybe some of my friends were back home. And maybe when I am 30 and 35 and whatever, uh, their perspectives change or maybe they don't, but maybe just the relationship grows back again and it's better and I can uh, kind of keep them in my life a little bit more. And so I think it's, it's giving space to people that maybe uh, you kind of have to almost take an audit of like, how much time should I be spending with this person? Uh, but it's also just realizing that they're going to change as well. And maybe it's for the better. And then you can maybe spend, in my opinion, you can spend more time with them because they're uplifting you, they're challenging you, they're whatever. Um, And so I think it's just giving grace to people. So for me, it's like, I'm not trying to exclude people out of my life, but I'm being realistic with what my goals are. And are they going to kind of uplift me and challenge me to go after them? Or are they going to kind of pull me away from them? Mm -hmm. And that that relationship could change over the years, maybe in the next two, three years, uh, some of my old buddies and friends that I absolutely love, but just don't spend as much time with because of certain reasons maybe they just start to challenge me and uplift me more and, and kind of are supportive and which I think they are. Um, but maybe it's just a different relationship and I can hang out with them and, and really build that relationship back up. So I think it's a, as much as I would love it to be like a, a, a yes or no kind of thing. Uh, I think it's very gray and I think it will always be because we're all changing at different rates. Yes, we are always changing. And those people that you left behind, they some will come back and then some of them won't but you know it happens maybe in the next 20 years I may not have the same friends that I had 20 years ago that we've been thick and thin for but I'm I'm I'll be honest I think we will be together till (laughs) my very last breath because that's the friendship we all have you know 20 years plus is a long time we're practically in a in a sister wife relationship if you think about it (laughs) yeah and that's that's the fun part too i mean having (laughs) friends like that is awesome because you've been through so many different things together and you're like yeah remember that time we did this wild thing or we did that (laughs) or we cried together or whatever it may be but uh yeah, it's interesting. It, it's really awesome. I'm not going to lie. It's really awesome. Everyone is a different personality, but I really enjoy their company because it's true. Like you said, we can go back all the way to grade eight and be like, <laughs> do you remember what we did? Like, yeah. I can't believe you did that. You know, and yeah. it's just a lot of good memories pop up. But, you know, we grow and we do find those people. But going back to what you said as well, 
sometimes you just got to leave them behind and yeah. they eventually will come back. If not, then it's maybe it's not for them. Maybe they're you're working at a pace that they're not going to say that's not for me. And mm-hmm. it's okay. It's really, it is okay. You know, there's friends that I really enjoyed having in high school, but after high school, you just, you know, drift apart and everyone's in a different path. But with the power of social media, you get to kind of see what's happening yeah. in everybody's life, yeah. but <laughs> you know, good or bad, depending yeah. on the day. Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> but at least you can show that support that way. And, you yeah. know, it's crazy. As I get older, you start to realize who's actually going to be there for you, who's not. And the people that you meet once or twice, are they going to stick around? Are they not? And, you know, I think the biggest thing I have is like, I say, oh, we'll keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. But my <laughs> life has been so busy that it's been so hard to keep in touch that, you know what I do now? I'm like, I just click on the little microphone and I just say it with my voice. Hey, how's it going? I just wanted to check in. It's been a while. I hope all is well. When you get a chance, let's have a quick chat. If not, it's okay. It's all good. (laughs) Just checking in. That's what I say. And that's it. I'll have to keep that in my back pocket. I should probably do that a little more often. Yeah. And I was taught by somebody, you got to do the voice notes because it becomes more personal. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing that. And sometimes when I'm busy, it's like, I can't type. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to send a voice. So it just makes it so much easier for me to explain. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I know you do, um, you have a side hustle and I want to know more about the side hustle. Yeah. Um, so I think it's again, an interesting story for me, uh, because I've always been a little bit uh, I would say just not the main path kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go to school for engineering right off the bat. And uh, I did that because I was good at numbers and math and then realized that when I got there, these kids were uh, probably 10 times better than I was at anything engineering. Uh, and I, I didn't do well there. So I switched schools and went into supply chain and, and now obviously in the corporate path as well. Uh, but I've I've been able to see a lot of different, I don't know if you want to call it uh, ventures or just different ways of uh, making money in entrepreneurship. I have an aunt who um, did the real estate route and did really well, uh, extremely well, where she was able to retire younger. And uh, now she just kind of has fun and torments me every now and then. Um, and then I had an uncle um, who he skip school and worked at a restaurant here in Wisconsin and then worked his way up to being owner and and just making really good money that way. And that's more of a small business. And uh, and then I had my dad who was the kind of the corporate path guy, uh, stuck with the the suit and tie and did really, I mean, he's done really well there. And so I don't fault him at all for that. Uh, but for me, I think I was able, it was cool because I was able to see different paths and the results that were given to each person who did pretty well in their uh, given path. Uh, And so for me, I've tried different side ventures. I've done, I mean, I've done pretty much, I've tried doing marketing stuff. I tried doing like book stuff. Uh, I tried doing everything. Um, Today, I work more in e-commerce and uh, kind of like the consumer networks area, uh, which I've been working on for the past couple of years and with my sister, which is uh, fun and interesting all in one uh, because we actually live together. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a balance, but yeah, I think again, I don't think everyone can go one path. Like I don't think there's a specific path for everybody. Uh, and I think it's just cool to be able to build different skill sets. Maybe your side hustle never turns into your full-time hustle, your a hundred percent thing, but I think you'll learn a lot more by doing something on the side than you will of just kind of coming home and doing nothing. Uh, And if it's a passion project for you, I think it's even more fun because that's your passion and you get to do it for fun and maybe make some side cash with it as well. So yeah, I've been around the block a little bit in that world, um, seen some things. And uh, I think it's, it's been the biggest area of growth for me because I've really challenged myself to do well within the corporate world, but also outside of it as well. Wow. And to have that experience and seeing it from family members who've done different things, it really opens up your eyes to kind of say, okay, where am I going to take this from here? But what type of engineer are you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I was electrical, uh, electrical engineering. 
No way. Okay. So yeah. I went to school for architectural technology okay, and yeah. I did take, a, well, I had to take electrical <laughs> plumbing and mechanical and all that fun jazz. I tell yeah. you, none of that was of great interest to me and I probably did really poor. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's interesting because I didn't really have an interest in it either. I was just told, Hey, this, you go this way and you're good at math. You'll make a lot of money. And, uh, <laughs> I thought electrical engineering was more about the actual like hand-to-hand put this wire here, put that wire there and this thing works. And then when I got there and I had my first coding class and I'm taking four hours to do something the kid next to me did in 30 minutes. It's like, you know what, maybe this isn't the correct spot for me. Maybe, uh, maybe I should go more of the business route and probably switch schools. Cause I went to a a private engineering school here Mm -hmm. uh, in Milwaukee and Mm -hmm. uh, technically kind of failed out, but we just say drop, or we just say, uh, I dropped out and switched schools, uh, cause I didn't do super well there, but yeah, it's an interesting field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, were you, were you pushed to do it? Like, I know you mentioned that people said, okay, you can make money. This is the route, but was it something that because your parents, cause this is the perspective I want to hear was your parents, the one that said, you need to go to school, have this education, have this piece of paper. Like, was that your upbringing? Yeah, it's, yeah, I would say pretty much 100% yes. Uh, My mom actually did not go to to college. She was high school graduate and uh, her whole life never went to college and she cooked and stuff. Um, But my dad was more of the uh, education guy. And uh, yeah, I I would say I was pretty much, I, I, I wanted to go that route, but I was definitely pushed to go to a good school or a four-year college, uh, because I remember early on, I would talk to him and I was like, Hey, why don't I just go to a technical school here in Madison and, uh, pay a lot less money for pretty much the same courses I'm going to take right off the bat. And then I can kind of really decide where I want to go. And, and in his mind at the time, it's definitely changed now, but in his mind at the time, technical school was pretty much, uh, not a route that you should go if you want to be successful. Mm. And I think that's definitely changed, especially in, He'll even say today, he's like, I was wrong back then. Uh, I wish he would have done it because it would have saved you money. Um, but yeah, I think I was 100% pushed um, and I, I willingly went. Uh, and my sister was also, I mean, she went to, uh, she's in medical, kind of the medical world. And so she was a great student and kind of high prestige that way. So for me, it was like, why aren't you kind of, you got to just follow your sister's footsteps and kind of my footsteps as my dad. And uh, yeah, I don't think. I don't think it would have been acceptable for me to not go to school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, and that's the thing that a lot of a lot of the generation, because I'm part of that millennial generation, mm-hmm. are struggling through because a lot of the parents are kind of like, my parents are immigrants and only one has an educational background. Uh, yeah. The other one doesn't. But we were pushed to go to school and we were pushed to find something that you like do it once you're done they do not care what we did after (laughs) because they say you got to have that piece of paper you got to get that piece of paper because just in case something happens in the future (laughs) and nothing's working out you can fall back into it and i do have to say and she might be laughing when she hears this (laughs) because (laughs) When I graduated, I told you about the whole recession deal. I couldn't find a job Mm -hmm. in architecture for 10 years. And now I'm back into it again because I've tried. I went back to personal training. I do photography. I do graphic design. um, I did retail management. I did a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) All over the place. Pretty much just like you. And, you know, I just didn't care. I just did it because, you know, it's a job. It's a job. And that's it. You find something that's going to offer you more money. You're just going to jump onto it. And that's it. Like, and then Mm -hmm. you find, oh, something else. They want to offer you more money. Cool. I'm leaving. That's how I was (laughs) because sometimes you stay at these companies and you just get that one percent of an increase and you're just like really this is all this is it (laughs) so you're constantly trying to prove yourself more and more and then you're not getting that then you just move on that's that's how i was and now going back 10 years later into the construction field she's probably like oh see 
now did that diploma um, um, and I keep trying to prove to her not really the diploma yeah. didn't really help me much <laughs> so it, much yeah. has changed you yeah. know programs have upgraded constantly just like windows and yeah. like literally like our phones that's how AutoCAD is and Riven and all of these programs that I used to use I, I even said if you ask me now to design a house for you I can't do it on the computer because so much has changed maybe the same basic functions will be the same but I don't remember any of the code stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know what's to code. I'll remember the <laughs> basics, yeah. but it's not like I'm using that diploma. So yeah, it's, it's crazy how our parents will really force us to, and I would always be like, I hate school. I can't do it because again, mm -hmm. I have that learning disability. So I felt like it set me back a lot. And there was times I just wanted to just drop out, but I couldn't because again, in my head, you drop out your parents are like literally freaking at you thinking like, what are you doing? You know, this is so much money. How could you put it to waste and yada, yada, yada. And I do understand their perspective because they immigrated here in 1986. So obviously it's been a long time since they've been here and I was born mm -hmm. here, but they wanted the best for you. They wanted the best for their kids. And the Latin culture was more of, Yep. them winning is their kids going to school that was their dream their dream you, is to have their kids to be successful do you think this is something i'm really interested in do you think their idea of the american dream was that for you do you think it was to go to school get good grades and climb that corporate ladder or do you think it was just the ability to do what you want i think it's a bit of both I feel like it's a bit of both in my family because they school was obviously very important because they say you need an education because they always use them as an example. Mm -hmm. Now, my mom, she was a university Spanish teacher okay. back home. So my dad did really go to school. He was always involved in mechanics and construction and his dad was a roofer and his siblings were into mechanics and construction. But when he came to, well, he first landed in the U.S. before moving to Canada, he was a construction worker. And my mom never had to work because obviously my dad made good amount of money in construction. Again, going into a trade is that other misconception, which is that's like a whole new rabbit hole. But yeah. when he came to Canada, again, he got into construction and my mom never had to work because of like, he makes good money. So what's the point? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously life change where my dad is uh, got into a really bad accident at a young age. And uh, I, sorry, I was young. I was extremely young and I didn't know if my dad was going to survive that accident. Yeah. And I can remember this, like it happened yesterday. It's crazy how when every time I bring it up, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe it. Like I literally turned back time and I can really remember every single thing that happened that day. But now my mom has to work. So yeah. she always told us as we got older, you know, she, she works at a factory and she would be like, yeah, she's climbed up, but she said, mm -hmm. you don't want to do this for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's where she's always put it in our brains. Like you don't want to do this for the rest of your life. There's so much more that you could do. You, you've went to school here. You've grown up, use those, you know, skills that you've learned in school and put it to something better to make your lives better. And yeah. I, you know, I did actually go work for a factory. My brother has too, actually, during the summers, because mm -hmm. that was a way to kind of like, hey, let me just carpool with mom and then, you know, learn some warehouse skills or whatever it was. And it's funny because my brother is actually in the supply chain industry okay. and he does logistics as well and inventory control. Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he loves it. And, you know, he went to school for computers, computer engineering. And he's okay. just like, I can't upkeep with these uh, Microsoft licensings. It's like, yeah. I don't even make any money. So now he's in the supply chain world. And because of his warehouse experience, when he used to have, you know, your summer break, he would just go to a warehouse and just work. And then because of that one experience with my mother, he's never left that industry. And it was pretty amazing to see that. And, it, you know, my mom was okay with it because again, he got the piece of paper yep. and then <laughs> he's in that warehouse setting supply chain and he's working for one of the biggest ones and he's just like all right well i'm good here <laughs> yeah. you get you get what i'm saying and it's crazy but i yeah. feel like because my parents 
took a long journey to get here for me and I feel like a lot of a lot of people feel this way too when I when I talk to them about it they have to do something more for them to make them proud so what I do hopefully it rewards me from the universe and I can just pay them back and say thank you for what you've taught me and I feel like that's the thing because when I hear their story of how they got here it really puts me really emotional and what they struggled yeah. and what they've done, especially with my dad getting into an accident, not getting paid for 12 years. And you're trying to figure out how you're going to support your family because he's an yeah. injured worker. And, you know, it's just, how do we move on from that? And now as I'm older and I make money and I've, of course I started working when I was like 14, 15, <laughs> you start yeah. to give back. And that's that's what I feel like. You just got to do more just to please your parents, make yourself happy, but also give back to them and thank them for being able to be in a country that yeah. you have so many things to do. Like you yourself, young, you've done so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny that you talk about that because I think one of my biggest beliefs is that uh, it's my responsibility to pretty much stand on my dad's shoulders and go farther than he's ever went. Yeah. Um because what's the point of him sacrificing and and he sacrificed a lot I mean he traveled all over for work and when my mom was sick and all that stuff he paid the medical bills and different things like that um, ultimately till she passed away and uh, what's the point of me just kind of coasting through life and not doing more than he did and just saying like hey I appreciate what you did for me but really it didn't mean that much Mm -hmm. I think for me it's like how can I be like, hey, man, I, I totally appreciate everything you did for me. And I'm going to outdo you not because I'm, I'm extremely competitive, but not because I'm competitive, but because I want to honor you and yes. honor what you did for me and, and pay you back. And hopefully I can do that, obviously, in his lifetime. I mean, he's still only like 60 something. Um, but even just in, in my kind of conscious of like, how can I, how can I pay you back for all the sacrifices you made for me? So I think that's one massive belief that I've really adopted over the past couple of years and Mm -hmm. uh, is a huge driver for me, at least. Um, But I think if anybody's kind of struggling with that, I think you just kind of, like you said, like think about what they went through, Mm -hmm. think about what they've done for you and um, how you can kind of either repay them or just honor them in general. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry to hear about your mom. Yeah. No, it's been, uh, it's been, oh man, what has it been now? Nine years. Um, Wow. And so when I bring it up, I always, I, a lot of the time I get like, I, I get the symphony, sim, the, I can't think of the word right now, but I get the, like the, oh, I'm sorry to, to yeah, hear yeah. about it. And um, it's interesting because I've grown up so much since then that it's almost like uh, just another thing of my life, which sounds a little bad. And obviously it still has impact, but um, yeah, I think once you just grow up and it, it happened when I was oh man, how old was I? 13, 14. And I'm Mm -hmm. 23 today. And I've gone through ups and downs throughout my life to get to where I am today. And uh, it's just like a whole different world. And so um, I'm honestly almost more open to talk about it because I think it was a big point in my life. But I also think it's it's good to say because I think other people go through similar stuff. So I appreciate it though. Thank you. But you were able to heal. And that's where that's what I get from you. You were able to heal from that experience. Mm-hmm. And you were able to pretty much grow and develop for yourself because that is tough. Like I, I can think back of when my dad got into that accident. I was in grade one. Mm-hmm. I was only five. You know, I remember that day where it was like, it was yesterday and it's still, sometimes I get those memories every time I talk about it because it was life or death. And I see what he goes through now and it's been, I know it's been so long. It was 1996 mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, I'm, I always, I'm always grateful and gratitude and, you know, but the struggle that we've all had as growing up, it's something yeah. that will carry with me because again, like we said, it's not because I want to out them with my career and success I just want to honor them and say this is the all that I do is for you guys and I see yeah. that you've healed you've grown up you've developed but now you're doing this for for her and for your dad yeah yeah and I I honestly owe a ton to her because she went through some really crappy stuff in life pretty much by personal choice 
mm-hmm. of getting into like the alcoholism and everything. And I honestly think if she didn't do that, I would have been the example mm-hmm. um, for somebody else. And so because I saw similarities in us uh, personality wise, yeah. action wise and all of that. And so I, I really, um, in a weird way, appreciate what she went through and uh, am thankful for it. Uh, as tough as it was, because it was pretty much me and her in the household for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with my sister just being a little bit older and she hung out with friends and then eventually went on to school and stuff. Um, but I'm just appreciative of it because without that, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have switched around and kind of uh, grew up, honestly, to be honest. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's about healing, but it's also about learning from past mistakes. And maybe those even aren't your own. Uh, maybe there's somebody else's or um, maybe even just in the kind of like in your case, it's just learning from the struggle that mm-hmm. was and not being super bitter about it, but just being able to be like, okay, we went through it. Like you kind of got to accept it at that point because yeah. it's in the past and mm-hmm. uh, what can I pull from it and how can I, how can I learn from it? But then how, how can I help others that maybe are going through a similar situation? Yeah. Um, which is a big driver for me. Like when I get older, I really want to get into uh, kind of the cancer research, but also just like with families and kids that are going through stuff. Oh, it's like, awesome. um, I just want to be like the, the big brother to somebody who maybe just lost a parent. And I know what that feels like, but it, maybe I can make it a little bit better for him or something like that or her. Uh, and so I think it's huge to be able to pull from those struggles, uh, whether it be a lost parent or your personal struggles or family struggles. Um, there's a lot you can learn and it's tough in the when you're going through it but when you kind of give it some space and take the emotion out of it and just look at it as like this is what it was um i think there's a ton you can learn yeah definitely and that's amazing and i can see you doing that you helping and that's crazy because even for myself having a learning disability it took me about three four years to accept it that i have this this gift Mm-hmm. And throughout my life, totally. it's always been a burden. But now me talking about it, getting involved with the community and the association, it's really taught me to like, everything is okay. Let's yep. bring that positivity to these young kids and teenagers and even some adults who have it, who don't know how to cope with it and share the story that I have in hopes for them to be able to either open up to me and kind of just say, Hey, I need someone to talk to you. Like, is this, is this normal? How do you go about it? What have you done different and differently? And, you know, getting, that's my way of giving back. You know, it's another way of giving back and be able to appreciate what I've learned and I'm still continuing to learn. And yes, I go through struggles, but, you know, I got to take those experiences and be able to share them with others. So this way they hear that I'm just a normal human. I'm not some superstar who's been able to do it all and still have this learning disability. No, I have these struggles. We got to work harder and we got to turn it into a success somehow. Yeah. And I think the really special thing about um, going through something or struggling with something is that it is totally personalized to you. So you're the only one that can share your own Mm -hmm. struggle and your own learnings from that in your own perspective. And so maybe say uh, me and you have the similar, like the exact same struggle, right? but we both see it in a different light. We both go through it differently and we both come out and maybe learn something different. So I can impact somebody that maybe you can't and vice versa. And so I think one thing that a lot of people um, or people may, might struggle with is like, yeah, well, I deal with X, Y, Z and there's millions of people that deal with it. And so why am I any different and why am I special to share my story or to help somebody else? And it's because you went through it differently than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like no two stories are the exact same. And so you'll be able to impact, maybe it's just one person, you'll be able to impact one person that the rest of the majority can impact or touch or get to connect with and build a relationship with. Um, and so I think it's super important to just realize what that is. And that's super special uh, that you went through it at in a different way and in your own perspective, and you can touch the people that you can touch. Yeah. 
hundred percent. I totally agree. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own ways of overcoming it and improving and everything. But we always have that one path. We always have that mm-hmm. same path of becoming successful, becoming the best person, the best version of ourselves that we can be. We always got that same path, but we go through a different journey to get there, a different hurdle. But Tommy, like you are so young, sound so mature. <laughs> I feel uh, like I'm talking to somebody my own age. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I know you've gone through a lot, a lot, but I really appreciate you sharing a little bit of everything because I hope people can learn. It doesn't matter what age or what journey you're on. We do have a similar story and we a similar story as in like we trying to become successful in our own ways, Mm -hmm. but it's, I really appreciate you sharing a little bit of everything. Yeah. I I really appreciate you having me on and it was cool uh, uh, to kind of bounce back and forth and just get different perspectives. That's what life is about in my eyes is genuine conversations and different perspectives. So I appreciate it. Thank you. And of course, meeting new people through podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. It really is awesome. It really is. Well, Tommy, where can the listeners find you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably most active on LinkedIn. Uh, So it's uh, Thomas Champa, which Champa is C-I-A-M-P-A. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, which I think is like Champa underscore Thomas. And then I've actually started a YouTube channel, which is pretty much just a, a repost of what I post on LinkedIn, but I think it's a different audience. Uh, so if you look my name there, um, but most active on LinkedIn and always open for conversation. Uh, I'm a big fan of just getting to know people and kind of seeing where they're at and what they're doing. And um, I think especially in today's world with COVID and being virtual, I think it's good to have some genuine conversation, maybe even online. So uh, always open uh, if I can help anybody out. Uh, my DMs are, are wide open. So, Well, thank you. And of course, to all my listeners, everything's in the, going to be in the show notes for you. But thank you, Tommy, once again for coming on. This has, a, this has been super great. I, it was amazing to talk a little bit of everything. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Well, to all my listeners, thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And now you're you listening, are to listening to, to a, a little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.